I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. With Lee Lonsberry, from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 50. A little bit of a milestone here on the program. Very proud of that. Uh, and we will. Uh, we won't make too big of a deal of it because I am reminded as I uh, land on episode 50 here today that Doug Wright during his run, he wrapped up his time as a host here on KSL after 8,000 some odd episodes. Uh, so when I told him, I said, hey, Doug, I made it to 50. He says, oh, that is adorable. So I won't make too much of a big deal out of it. Uh, we'll, touch ba- we'll touch base uh, on that again after 100, maybe 1,000. Uh, anyway, if, if I'm lucky enough to hang out and uh, maintain this great privilege of being a talk show host on KSL News Radio. I'm going to talk to you uh, over the course of the next segment about some facts and figures that emerged from a report. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has released its uh, 2019 annual report. In there, we get a pretty healthy look at all the charitable giving uh, that the church has undertaken over the past, uh, not just year, but uh, but decades. And so we're going to look at that. We have uh, in studio uh, Deseret News reporter Tad Walsh, who joins us, who wrote, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a, a fantastic report, gives us a great uh, understanding. But let me set the stage uh, a, a little bit. Uh, regardless of whether or not you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or not, you are well aware that uh, twice a year the church gets together, the leaders uh, offer remarks in the general conference. Uh, And in this uh, October 2019 General Conference, President Nelson of the church, uh, he talked at length about charities. I want to share with you some of the words he uh, imparted on the audience that day uh, in the conference center and around the world. And then we're going to go into uh, the details of this report uh, as reported by uh, Tad Walsh of the Deseret News. So here's President Nelson talking about charities and the church. Then a church-wide fast was held to raise funds to assist those afflicted by a devastating drought in Eastern Africa. Church members donated $6.4 million on that single fast day. Then Elder M. Russell Ballard and Brother Glenn L. Pace were dispatched to Ethiopia to assess how those consecrated funds could best be used. This effort proved to be the beginning of what would later be known as Latter-day Saint Charities. So often, individuals, you and me included, I'm sure, are often curious about the numbers. 
uh, and the dollar figures uh, operated and used and dispersed by and collected uh, by the church. Uh, well, we have recently, of course, uh, learned some things, some details. Uh, here's the president, uh, President Nelson, talking uh, in some specificity about those numbers. Since that time, Latter-day Saint Charities has provided more than $2 billion in aid to assist those in need throughout the world. This assistance is offered to recipients regardless of their church affiliation, nationality, race, sexual orientation, gender, or political persuasion. Tad Walsh with the Deseret News joins me now. You uh, wrote just yesterday a a, a report uh, titled... Latter-day Saint Charities provided help in 142 countries in 2019, report says. Uh, first off, thanks for joining me in studio today. Happy to be here. Happy silver anniversary. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, producer Amy claims it's gold. Gold? Gold. Okay. Or is gold 100? Well, we, we had that sorted out. We, <laughs> I'm sorry. I Thank you sorry to throw that back out there. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, <laughs> l- let me ask you. You uh, poured through these documents. Uh, what, what are the big takeaways? What should we know? Oh, great question. So, uh, yeah, the, the big takeaways are um, just this. And it, first, it's an increase from 2018 in terms of projects from 2,885 projects to more than 3,000 from uh, 141 countries to 142. I What's striking to me going back to 1985 is that Latter-day Saint Charities has actually operated projects in 195 countries and territories. I think that's about every country and territory in the world. I'll tell you what. If I were pressed, I don't know that I could name 141, two, or 90-some-odd countries. <laughs> oh, that's That would be a good exercise. I'd give someday. you about a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might be hard-pressed. It's I get, a huge I, number. I get better and around uh, the Olympics. Yeah, it, it's a huge number. Um, I, I was interested, as you played that clip again of President Nelson talking about uh, President Ballard going over to East Africa sure. after that. I've spoken with him about that recently, President Ballard, and and that has really stayed with him, the sights and the sounds of the suffering um, that was going on there and the opportunity to, to provide aid. And so this is something that's you know near and dear to the, the hearts of uh, church leaders, and uh, Latter-day Saint Charities is sort of the tip of the spear um, for them being able to provide aid. Help me understand the types of projects that are undertaken of these 2,885 projects. What does a typical one look like? Great. Well, you know, one major uh, effort that they uh, undertake is emergency response. And uh, just last year, they provided emergency relief in 65 different countries, uh, which is a staggering number uh, also, um, providing food and shelter uh, after cyclones, you know, earthquakes, uh, et cetera. And uh, that's a major one. I've I've had the opportunity to travel around the world and see other projects that have been done by Latter-day Saint Charities providing water, for example, uh, to a, a little village in India um, through a, a water well. Um, refugee resettlement uh, is another uh, thing that the Latter-day Saint Charities does. I've seen classes that they've offered in Rome uh, just in the last year. So, there just a wide variety of projects helping asylum seekers, vision, et cetera. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to change uh, topics on you yeah. pretty dramatically here. First off, thank okay. you so much for your report on this uh, on this annual report. The, the numbers are fascinating. Uh, opened my eyes to a lot of the work that I didn't know was being done uh, on the part of the church. Now, uh, you this morning published another article, and it has to do with uh, a big announcement that came from the LDS Business College. We here at KSL, we share a, a campus, essentially, uh, with that organization. They had a big announcement today. What was that announcement? 
Oh, well, they changed the name of LDS Business College, uh, which is a 134-year-old school that the church operates, to Ensign College, uh, in part because they wanted to get business out of that name. Too many students uh, who who would consider the college thought, well, I'm not interested in business. Um, I don't want to go there. But they offer other things, and so they wanted to change that name today. And they're also going to start offering a few four-year degrees, even though they'll still remain essentially a junior college, a two-year sure. school. And um, they will also now offer some of their programs through BYU Pathway Worldwide. Outstanding. Uh, Tad Walsh, I'm grateful to you for your report. Uh, just after 2.30, I will be joined in studio by the president of the newly named Ensign College, uh, Bruce Cush. He'll join us here to talk about the name change, to talk about these four-year programs being added to the, the options available to students. Uh, that'll be upcoming on this program, Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.